Hello, hello. Welcome to another Talk To Me About Food blog post. How much, if at all, does the food you eat define who you are and where you come from? Do the choices around what food you buy, where you buy it, and how you prepare it, and even how you dispose of it, subscribe you to a specific community, willingly or unwittingly? I've been trying to answer these questions for myself while reading a book called Gastronativism, Food Identity Politics by Fabio Parasicoli. The author, a professor of food studies at NYU, defines gastronativism as the use of food as a political tool to specify and then galvanize a community into action. A community could be a nation-state, a country, or something like the borderless food sovereignty movement. Gastronativism puts food and food culture at the heart of defining who is in and who is out of this community, who the we are and who the they are. The others in this gastronativist context can be seen to have, at best, an inferior food culture, but more often are seen as threatening the food traditions that go a long way to making us, us. The book cites as an example a campaign by the La Lega Nord, the far-right political group in Italy, to encourage Italians to reject couscous, food brought to Italy by immigrants in favor of homegrown Italian polenta. What could be more Italian than polenta? Actually, Parasicoli points out, couscous is more Italian than polenta if you go by the chronology of historical events. Couscous came to Sicily in the 9th century A.D., hundreds of years before corn came over in the Columbian Exchange. But the growing power of La Lega's argument doesn't draw from historical accuracy. It resonates with an increasing number of Italians, despite the lived reality today where couscous is one of the more popular foods across the spectrum of Italians because it gives voice to private worries that Italy is losing its Italianness. What does it say to the Catholic Pole of Slavic origin, or Hungarian Hun, that kebab is the most popular food in those fairly homogeneous communities? It's not really about the food. It's about protecting the sanctity of what makes us, us. These private worries are on the minds of people everywhere in the world today. They probably have been throughout human history, though. Maybe it just feels to us like the fears are heightened because the human world is smaller than it's ever been and because of the collective impression that human migration is at another historic peak. Gastronativism doesn't stir anything in the depths of my gut or pull on the meshed, messy fibers of my life story. The hodgepodge mishmash of our family's meal repertoire brings to life our multicultural experience. Funny enough, couscous does factor into it, but not very often. I make a meatless seven-vegetable couscous from a recipe that gives a nod to my Moroccan heritage, but we also make a couscous salad of no particular provenance. We've taken to making homemade pizza every other week or so, always two at a time, one classic margarita and a concocted barbecue chicken. We put hamburgers and flank steak on the grill, but also chicken kebabs, marinated in saffron, lemon juice, and lots of onion. Orida fries go great with both. Pasta with some sort of doctored sauce out of a jar every other week as well. Another regular is ground chicken, potatoes, and carrots seasoned with a Silk Road pairing of turmeric 
and coriander spices mixed with hoisin and Thai chili sauces. You get the idea. A mashup of food traditions. And that's at home. I need to factor in a fair amount of Mexican and Tex-Mex away from home. I guess what you choose to eat does or can describe if not define you in the sense that it reflects your life experience. You can't control the menu you're exposed to growing up during the most impressionable part of your life, so it's likely to show up in what you choose to eat. And if it doesn't, you've made a conscious choice to either outwardly reject what's most familiar or to adopt and adapt food you've encountered later in life. I didn't grow up with yogurt in the fridge, but it's now a favorite staple. I recently added chia seeds to overnight oats. I adopted and adapted black beans and rice inspired by my college roommate's version of Cuban picadillo, and my wife introduced me to Persian rice that comes out of a special cooker with a chewy but crunchy crust, if you wait for more than an hour. It takes the rice I grew up with to the next level. A growing number of us are seeking out experiences from food traditions outside the one or ones we grew up with to appeal to our taste buds in a new way, to strive for eternal health, or to uphold broader personal values or some combination of these motivators. What you choose to eat shouldn't define who you are. We are all defined by much more than that, regardless of our personal histories. It needn't pigeonhole you in one community and not in another. We shape shift throughout our daily lives, taking on different roles and taking part in a variety of communities. A colleague of mine and his wife here in Texas adopted three brothers from Ethiopia when the boys were little. Not only did the parents learn Amharic, they also taught themselves Ethiopian cuisine from scratch. These dishes became part of their everyday routine. Not that I know it matters to them or that it should matter, but to which community or communities does this family belong based on what they choose to eat? It's a dangerous but also ironic shame that gastronativism, specifically exclusionary gastronativism, is a growing political force as Parasicoli sees it. That the food of the others is this sort of scapegoat. In my mind, food is a common denominator across communities, regardless of how broadly or narrowly we specify a community. We get food, even if we don't know it. It transcends those defining features that make us look different, sound different, and act differently from one another. At its core, food, a dish, a meal is about texture and flavor. Rich, smooth, crunchy, chewy, crackly, salty, sweet, sour, bitter, and umami. What else explains the fact that you can find pizza, tacos, gyros, kung pao chicken, pad thai, and sushi in almost every decent-sized shopping area from coast to coast?